God bless you, everyone. My name is Pastor Jose Martinez. I am the pastor here at the Resurrection Center. We are located on 1060 Worcester Street in the, in the beautiful city of Springfield, Massachusetts, on the section of Indian Orchard. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to be preaching tonight about the keys of the kingdom. So I want you to get your family and friends and gather around your mobile device, your tablet, or even your TV screen and tune into this word that God has in store for us. Let's go to the book of John, chapter 14, verse 15 through 18. And when you have it, say amen, and be on your feet to show reverence unto the Lord. Amen. 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 And Jesus says, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper that may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him, neither knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be with you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Father, we thank you for your word, we ask you, God, to you give us a revelation with an understanding of your word. Let it glorify itself, or itself, in our lives, in Jesus' name, we could all be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're going to be talking for the next couple of weeks about the keys of the kingdom of God. Not just any kingdom, but the kingdom of God. So you want to make sure you write that down. We're not giving you uh, other lectures outside of the Bible. We are going to stay to biblical sound truth and key principles of the Bible that if you apply them, I guarantee you, you will see results in your life. First of all, I want to uh, make a brief description of what is a key. A key has many means, but if we step it up a notch and use it in a symbolic way, a key, what it really means is to have the ability to gain access to those things, whether they're material or spiritual nature. A key gives you the ability to open and close. A key is power. That's why it's very important that you understand what God has given you. Amen? And as children of God, we must make a note that keys of the kingdom are more valuable than the keys of your car, than your house, and any other key, because this is the key to eternal life, meaning your salvation depends and relies on those keys. If you don't know how to use those keys, or you misplace those keys, or you don't give those keys any value, you can find you can find yourself in a predicament concerning your salvation. Amen? So it's very important that you understand that when we give you revelation, you take it, you, you write it down, and you also take it into your spirit so that way you can apply it on your daily life. Amen? Now, the key that I'm going to give you today is the first key. Okay, and we're going to concentrate on that one key only. And this is the key of obedience. The kingdom of God operates in order. So in order for you to flourish in the kingdom of God, you must be obedient. Write that down. Obedient. Many Christians, many followers of the cross fall short because they take the word of God very lightly. In other words, they don't give it any value. They don't place anything to it. They just take it for what it is and they leave it there. That's why they don't see no success in their lives. Amen? So, God is a God of order. And the first key to access the kingdom of God is obedience. Obedience is important because obedience will help you follow instructions. Many of you, God has given you keys of revelation. For example, he has said to, to some of you, or many, many of you, or many of those who are watching through us through Facebook or YouTube, that God promised you a house or he promised you a car, and he gave you the instructions. And somewhere along the way, you lost sight of that, and you began to question the God who gave you the instructions. 
Now he, he told you your house is going to be blue. Now you're compromising because you saw a yellow house and you think that the yellow house is much better than the blue house. I'm not against colors. It's not colors. It's the principle behind it. If God said it was blue, it's blue. Amen? Are you hearing me? So many of us along the way, we lose sight of those small little details and we find ourselves in predicaments. And then we begin to compromise. And then we begin to downplay what God said. And when you begin to downplay what God has said, you're minimizing and restricting God from doing His part. That's why many of you have settled for less. I don't settle for less. I want what God has for me. I don't want what God has for my neighbor. I want what God has for me. And that's how we find ourselves in predicament because we start looking in another direction and not following the directions that God has given us. If God said, and it came from the throne of God, and God said that you were going to be debt free in one year. Okay? I believe that. I honestly, truly believe that from the bottom of my heart. But the question is this. What are you doing? What are you contributing to what the word of God that he has given you? So if God said that he was going to set you free, okay? Your job is to be obedient to that word. Why are you hanging out at a fast food restaurant every other day? Why are you making making up excuses for the current phone you have it? Now you upgraded to a new phone. Now what you owe on the old phone is on the new phone. And before you know it, you have a bill that's bigger than you. And then we get mad at God. And then we start shortchanging God. Now I can't tie. Now I can't give the offering. Now the pastor's getting on my nerves. No, it's because along the way, you lost sight of God, you began to compromise the word of God, and you got yourself in a predicament, and because you're not, you don't want to be held accountable, you don't want to be responsible, you start pointing fingers. You are a product of you. And if you want to be effective in the kingdom of God, and you want to apply biblical principles here on this earth, you must understand this. God is a God of order. God will never bless no mess. Especially a hot mess. You have to own up to that mess. And God is faithful to get you out of that mess if you recognize that you are in a mess. But if you think God is going to clean up what you are, trust me, he ain't. He ain't. Amen? God is going to give him a round of applause. Now, obedience is to follow instructions and in layman's terms, apply it to your life daily. Apply it to your life daily. Don't take my word for it. Take God's word for it. If God tells you, I want you to do X, Y, and Z, and you know it's God, and he has given you confirmation, depending how he speaks to you. Because he doesn't speak to me the way he speaks to you. Okay? God can communicate with you in many more ways. Always keep this in mind. God's second language is numbers. Are you hearing me? So you as a believer, your responsibility is to hold on to the word of God and apply it to your life daily. It's not your responsibility to worry about what others are doing with that word. You can encourage others, you can instruct others, but they are to carry their own cross. And the problem is that we're carrying too much, we're carrying too much luggage. And we can't breathe. That's why we're all worked up. That's why we're all out of shape in, in, in the spiritual form. We can't keep up with the times because we're all over the place. I love when I have me time. I look forward for me time because when I have me time, that means I can meet with him. And he can speak to me clearly so that way I'm not making the same mistakes that I was making the previous year. Because if I make the same mistakes that I made the previous year before, the interest is too high. Are you hearing me, church? 
Say with me, I'm going to apply it to myself daily. The only one that can teach us the kingdom of God is the Holy Spirit. In order for the Holy Spirit to communicate to you the Word of God, you must be in relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you're not in relationship with the Holy Spirit, you will always be out of line. Are you hearing me? Relationship depends on communication. Why couples today are divorcing? What's the main cause? No communication. Finances and communication. We just grew out of love. That, that's, that's a term they use, right? We just grew out of love. What? We grew out of what? That's a term, right? They used to grow up. We just grew apart, right? Okay, no you didn't. No you didn't. You made an excuse. Because you accepted your, your, your situation. You, you never manned up and said, you know, we got to work on this problem. No, you ran away from your problem. And now you're making an excuse where there's no excuse in front of the eyes of God. There are many people divorcing today that God is going to call them accountable. Because God says, whatever I united, that no man separate. So that means you got to stick in there. you got to make things work. Now, I don't understand certain relationships. They're toxic. you got to get rid of the person, or you got to just walk away. I get that. But if the person is there, and they're trying, you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. There's not an excuse in the eyes of God. Amen? So in a relationship, a relationship depends on communication, and it also depends on commitment. So, if you don't have no communication skills with the Holy Spirit, because you don't inquire of the Holy Spirit, you inquire more of your emotions, and you inquire more of your friends, then don't blame the Holy Spirit, and especially don't blame God for the results. If, if you're looking for direction in your life, the first person you should be looking after is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit reveals to me, is this a car for me? Is this a house? Is this a wife for me? Is this a husband for me? Is this a church for me? Hello? Don't just come here because I look good. I know that. I do too. But I'm saying it. I don't want those spiritual groupies up in this house. I'm just, I'm just being real. I'm My wife is a lie niece. So that where you at? Yeah. Amen. Okay. Let's concentrate, please. You are a result of your influence. Everything that you are today is a product of something that you allowed in. It's a product of something that you allowed in. That's why when people make excuses for their callings, they're full of it. Because if you're in relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is sufficient enough to keep you in the calling that God has placed you in. The only reason why we make excuses is because we're not drawn from the Holy Spirit. We're drawn from other sources. And that's why every time God calls you to step up, you step down. Because all along, you've been hearing about the, the, this God, you, you, you haven't taught about this God, but you have never applied this teaching into your life. You have never applied God into your life. Alright, that's why it's easy for me to connect. If, if you give me any subject, any topic, I can just connect. Why? Because I'm constantly practicing what I preach. The first thing I say every morning is say, good morning, Holy Spirit. That's the first thing that comes out of my mouth. And we're constantly on a dialogue all day long. Some of you, if you work close next to me, you will see me at times say things like my wife. She said, well, who are you talking to? I said, no, 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 no. I was just, I was, that's the relationship that me and the Holy Spirit have. I'd be talking to people, and the Holy Spirit would be revealing me their agenda. And while the Holy Spirit is revealing me their agenda, He's also giving me ways to get out. When they tried to kill Jesus before His time, the Bible says they, they rose against Him and they wanted to throw Him out the window, and in between the mist, God made a way for Him. Why? Because it wasn't His time. And it happened in the speed of light. 
Amen. The Holy Spirit will always make a way. So in order to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you've got to have strong communication and you've got to have a strong commitment because He's going to influence you. Meaning, in other words, you have to develop, okay, a personal relationship. Not just a relationship, but a personal relationship. Imagine you being in a relationship, right? That you're getting all the benefits except intimacy. Imagine that. Your husband cooks for you, your wife cooks for you, they, they clean, they, they do everything, they provide, but they don't want no intimacy. How long do you think that person is going to hang on in that relationship? If they ain't getting in there, they're going to get somewhere else. That's real talk. Why do people don't want to have intimacy with the Holy Spirit? Because sometimes when we're having intimacy with the Holy Spirit, He's revealing things to us about us that we don't want to deal with. So we we, we want to say, no, 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 God, 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 right there. I, I know I got to give that up, but I, I don't want you to go there. Come on, just give me some time. If God is revealing it to you, it's because He's for you. And if He's for you, He knows what's best for you. So if God is revealing something to you right now that you're participating, you got to thank God because He's saving you from yourself. Because whatever you will address today, tomorrow it will address you. Whatever you will address today, tomorrow it will address you. You see all these celebrities? Scandals? They went so and so to two decades ago, and it's coming up now. Why? They never thought that the day will come that whatever they covered up was going to come up to the sun. That's why God is giving you the opportunity to apologize to people now. Trust me, the Holy Spirit will help you lead the conversation. But you're afraid of the outcome. Be afraid of hell. Be afraid of that. Be afraid of spending eternal life in hell just because you didn't, you thought that your pride was too valuable for you to, to say, I'm sorry. Amen? Admit your wrongdoings and just keep it moving. Amen? The influence of the Holy Spirit will allow you to dwell in the will of God. The influence of the Holy Spirit will allow you to dwell in the will of God. The will of God, the only way that you can fulfill the will of God is through obedience. That's the first key I gave you. If you abide in me, I'll abide in you. I must increase so that you can decrease. That's scripture. James chapter 4. Draw unto me and I will draw unto you. If you don't have any desire to seek the things of God, then you're not going to get the results that you're hoping for. In order to get from the Holy Spirit, you have to have a driving desire. You know, when we were, when we were growing up, we couldn't wait. Oh, we couldn't wait to go to school. <laughs> Billy, John John, Maria, Keisha. So some of us, I'm going to be real, deprived ourselves from proper sleeping just because we don't want our hairs to get messed up. <laughs> I'm talking to you, you. I, I want to make sure my hair is to impress someone and get someone that probably wasn't interested in you to begin with. And here's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit deals with your dragon breath in the morning. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And he doesn't go, oh, God, no. Imagine if the Holy Spirit did that. Oh, no. No, he says, I love you, my son. That's real love. That's real love. Trust me. Trust me. I can imagine how the Holy Spirit feels every morning I wake up and I say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Imagine the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. It's a joke. I know some religious people are like, I'm going away, I'm going away. 
conversation. They don't got nothing to do with the conversation. And my wife says all the time, man, you, where you come up with this stuff? And I said, just came to me and I just had to let it go. Let it go. Amen? <laughs> verse 17. You, look at what verse 17 says. Chapter 14, John chapter 14, verse 17. The spirit of truth. Okay. In order to receive truth from God, you got to be true to yourself. If you are true to yourself, God is not going to give you truth. Why? Because you can't handle it. We got to be real with God. God, I don't understand this. Can you help me understand it? And please, please, Holy Spirit, abide in me. Be patient with me. And the Holy Spirit is going to do all those things because the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity of God. And the nine fruits of the Spirit, abide in the Spirit, that's how we get them from. We draw it from there. Now, we as believers need to understand that this is important. Why? Because whatever you're connected to, that becomes your source. And a source is defined as a place or a person. So if we're talking about a place, it's the kingdom. And if we're talking about a person, it's the Holy Spirit. So why is it that you're anxious, that you're angry? That you're upset all the time. Where are you drawing from? What source are you connected to? Ask yourself that question. Because sometimes we depend on the pastors, we depend on the prophets, on the apostles, on the evangelists, on the teachers to keep us up. But that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to give you what God gives us, but it's your responsibility to seek the things of God just the way we're seeking them. How is it that you don't have peace in your house, but the pastor does? Am I special? Does God make an exception for people? No. He loves us all the same. Are you hearing me? But some of us have believed and trusted God and have given everything to God. Are you hearing me, church? For someone to teach and preach... Any subject, they first must be teachable. So in other words, in order for me to teach to you and preach to you, I must be a student. A student of what? The kingdom of God. I'm learning every day from the kingdom of God. Every day God is showing me something new. And I'm applying that on my life. And I'm seeing results for me. Now if you want to see results in, in your life, you have to be teachable. You have to be a student. What does a student do? A student applies what the teacher is teaching. In other words, the student does the homework or fulfills the assignment. Many of us, we don't do the homework or fulfill the assignment because we depend on others. Did you know that at one given moment, God's going to call you up to come up and preach and teach? And what are you going to say? Oh, I don't, you've been sitting for 10 years receiving word. Don't tell me that you don't have an idea. For real? Do you got holes in your, in, in, in your pockets and just falling right off of you? Or do you just have too much butter or too much grease on you that thinks it just, the, the words of God just slipping away from you? What's going on? No, because we give more time to worry about family problems, issues that don't pertain to us, garbage on TV, and then we want the kingdom of God to come one, two, three. Like a flip of a switch. It doesn't work that way. For me to be the man that I am today standing before you, I had to allow myself to be processed. In order to see progress in life, you have to be processed. No process, no progress. That means you gotta go through something. We waste time on things that don't pertain to us. That's why we gotta be careful with our ear gate, our eye gate, our mouth gate. You see people all the time on Instagram and Facebook sending out requests, follow me. Follow you where? Where are you going? Going nowhere. There was this celebrity on Instagram, I kid you not, driving around, looking for a restaurant, looking for a place to eat, and 500 people were live following this idiot because he couldn't make up his mind where he wanted to eat. People were like, so, you know, sending him messages like, live chat, yeah, you should try uh, yeah, chicken filet, you should try Oh my God, it's so cute. That's how vulnerable we have become. 
And he was driving around the city for an hour, and five people, 500 people were plugged in. Could you imagine if those same people took that time and reinvested in themselves just by reading a book? You see how foolish we could be at times? I, I, I see all the time people sending me requests, follow you, where are you going? So you can send me pictures of you that, that you're going to clean your room to begin with and you're pictures. When, my, when, I, when I was 13 years old, Polaroid made a, a camera that you had instant pictures. People would take and they'll come out, right? You remember? And it was 10 pictures. My mom would walk all over the house trying to find a decent place to take us a picture. So we will be in the living room. We will be over here. No, I don't like the way that quality looks. No, I don't. I, 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 well, I, I could only imagine what people are going to say. Let's, let's go over here. She goes, look, we, we have gotten so gullible that we take pictures of ourselves in a dirty room with a nice outfit on. And the guy's, ooh, she looks good, but she dirty. That's what you're missing. She dirty. Look at her room. Look at her room. That, that, that speaks volumes. It's funny. But it's a reality. Oh, he looked he looked so good. He looked so good. And, and he got one of those restraining probation officer classes. And he looked so good. Look at his look at his edges with, with, a, with a with a watch on. Uh, I mean one of those things, I don't know what they call. Whatever. Oh, you're definitely gonna have a future with him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, where he graduated from, Cali. I don't mean to be disrespectful. I'm not being disrespectful to anyone that's being released to the public that's going to be rehabbed. I, I get that. There's some people that turn around. But come on, man. Find somebody that can offer you some kind of future. And don't get me wrong. I'm not being disrespectful to anyone that has been incarcerated and just been released to the public. And, and they're trying to make the most money. You, you shouldn't be looking for the money. You should be looking for a job. I remember when I was coming up, in order for you to get a date, you had to have a half a bottle of pool water. Spray on you, 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 you see some of the people today, oh yeah, my boyfriend, you know, he's going through some things, you know, and you working, and he's going through some things, and he's sitting at home eating Captain Crunch. And playing video games. I've been married for almost 20 years with my wife, and she just bought me a PlayStation 4. No, no, fire. That's a great five. I skipped two, three, and jumped to four. Forget about PlayStation 5. By the time I get a PlayStation 5, there'll be a PlayStation 20. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me on that. I'm being, and you see the girl, like, come here, let's get back. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Amen? If you want to understand the kingdom of God, you must always keep this in mind. That the greatest teacher of the kingdom of God is the Holy Spirit. No relationship, no revelation. No relationship, no revelation. I receive revelation at all times. Why? Because God knows that he's depositing revelation to someone that's going to do something with it. God's not going to give you something that you're not going to appreciate or value to begin with. That's why some of us at, at times we ask ourselves, well, God, why, why don't you use me? Why don't you give me revelation? And God is saying, what are you doing in your life that I can honestly look into your life and say, let me give them some revelation and wisdom because they're actually taking life serious. They're, they're actually, they have a desire, okay, for better, for better words. Amen? So, let's look at the way we apply it to our daily life, okay? Matthew chapter 16, verse 17, Jesus blesses Peter and he says, Peter, you are blessed because no flesh... No man has revealed this to you but the Father. Okay? Now, 
the Holy Spirit had not yet been operating in the apostles. I mean, in the, in, in the disciples. They were not apostles yet. They were disciples. Had not been operating in them. They just had the model of Jesus Christ for the last three and a half years. So when you read the story, right, you look at the story, you say to yourself, what did Peter do that he received that revelation from God directly? Peter applied what he saw his master doing. So at one point, Peter must have been praying while others were talking. Peter must have been asking the Holy, uh, asking God, I want more, I want more of you, I want more of you. Where, where there is a demand, there's a supply. If we don't put a demand on the Holy Spirit, we're always going to be stuck. We're always going to be stuck. We're never going to go. We're never going to advance. We're going to sing songs about us advancing. We're going to prophesize words that we're advancing. But in reality, we're not. We're stuck. Because we're still having the same problems. And we're still dealing with the same situations that should have been dealt with years ago. Don't waste your time in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of advancement. That means 20 years from now, I'm going to be talking a little different. I'm going to have more revelation, more wisdom, more understanding. As long as I continue to stay on track. But the moment that I forget that, I'm going to go back. But the thing that I love about the Holy Spirit is wherever you drop off, He'll pick you up. He'll make a U-turn for you. Isn't it funny how sometimes you backslide and you church, and you come back to the church, you reconcile, you ask for forgiveness, and then they're giving you your three back. That's a bit of you, Pastor. Well, you know what? We don't have time. We, we, we need to keep this rolling. Come on, get it together. When God delegates to us a responsibility, it places a demand on us. God doesn't want us sitting around. God wants us to go preach and teach and, and go evangelize to your friends and family members. What's the greatest way for you to evangelize? For you to model what you're talking about. In other words, actions speak louder than words. Don't go prophesizing and, 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 and go teaching something that you ain't practicing. Like sitting there talking to your friends about you need to, they need to get right while you're smoking a cigarette with them. You know, you need to get right. I know I ain't right, but you need to, you need to get right. You don't need to go to church. You know, I, I, I thank God I'm not in those situations that I would have been like, first of all, you go blow that smoke somewhere else. You, you get what I'm saying? We, we're trying to make something happen that we have yet to capture. We need to make this a part of us. So our testimony, okay, is part of our story. And our testimony also serves as a weapon against the kingdom of the devil. Because you're sharing something that wasn't said to you, that you didn't read, but that you experienced. And no one can take that from you. Are you here to be church? Give God a round of applause. A student is always ready at all times, ready for that moment when his name is being called up. Now, I remember years ago, back in 2005, I had a friend called, uh, named Billy. And, and, and Billy uh, turned his life around. He was, he was a hustler, and he, had, he, went, he, he uh, went through uh, a very dark moment, a uh, very dark time in his life, and he decided to give his life to the Lord. And, uh, he dedicated every ounce, every breath, every blood, every tear. He dedicated into the ministry, and, and his testimony is remarkable. So I remember running into him uh, back in 2005, and we were about God and all these things. And out of nowhere, he popped his trunk, and, and he started showing me all of his books, commentary, uh Theological books. Uh, uh, I mean, he had a he had an arsenal in his trunk, and I remember picking up one of the books and saying, "Oh man, this is a nice book. This is the dictionary of the Bible. Oh, definitely, I'm going to take this one. I'm, I'm going to definitely borrow this one from you." And he snatched it out of my hands and he threw it in the trunk and closed it and he said, "Get your own." <laughs> and I said, "You mother." I wasn't all saved. I was, but that word 
slipped up. And I said, man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you that night. You got under my skin. You know what Billy taught me that day? And Billy, if you're listening to me, I love you and I thank you. This is the problem that we have with churches today. The kingdom of God is to be inherited. Okay? We inherit the kingdom of God. That's what the Bible teaches us, right? But today, we Christians offer up the kingdom of God. That's a no-no. Why are you offering something that you can't get? You inherit the kingdom of God, meaning that you have to be willing, okay, to sacrifice everything you possibly can in your human nature in order to get in return. But today, we offered up the kingdom of God because we never inherited to begin with. And I'm going to put it to you this way, that it could make some sense. You know how people let people borrow your stuff without asking you? And then they get mad? It's not yours to give to begin with. It's mine who asks me. It, 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 that's how we treat the kingdom. We, we, we tell people, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to get you this book. I'm gonna get you. What Billy did was help me get my act together. It sounded well. I wasn't expecting that from him. But why is he going to give something so easily that took him so much time to invest and inherit? Just to give it to me all here, here, here. No. You want it as bad as I want it, you go out and get it. The church, all we do is give, 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 give. And we have conditioned our community to look at us as a resource and not a place of worship. That's why people come here all the time that don't come here looking for stuff, but don't contribute anything. It's okay to do deeds. It's, it's okay to serve your community, but you cannot entrap and enslave your community to look at you as a way out. Because if they look at you as a way out, you're substituting the kingdom of God for the kingdom of darkness because the kingdom of God is for you to accelerate meaning that the moment you receive God, you've got to get your act together. Because God is a God of order. order. That means I can't preach the same way I used to preach. I cannot. Imagine me preaching to y'all up here like, like back in 97 when I was a gangster. You know, with my pants hanging out here. Yo, you know, Saul, you know, I'm on me. I was looking at Mary Magdalene and, and you know, and, and Peter pull out the machete and, you know, it was about to go down. You're going to be like, what the heck wrong with you, man? You're going to look at me. And, 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 am I one of those speech therapies where these gangbangers didn't reform and they just twisted the gospel and just put it? Oh, I put my pants up and I buy a belt nowadays. And they stay up. And you get what I'm saying? The kingdom of God, when you inherit the kingdom of God, it changes you from the inside out. And when you are changed from the inside out, your actions speak louder than words. You don't get mad easily. You don't get offended easily. If you're getting mad and offended easily, you shouldn't look at the offender. You should look at yourself. Some people are stealing life right in front of your face and you don't even know it. Remember the arguments we used to have back in the days? Oh, you don't eat. And my wife used to tell me all the time, you don't eat because you don't like my cooking. You know what I mean? I solved all that. I don't eat before I get home. So I have an empty stomach. And I eat it all up. We don't argue about that anymore. That was years ago. Imagine us arguing about that. Right? Now she'll be like, don't eat. <laughs> don't eat. I hear the lady. What? We got leftovers at home. It's a fight to who's gonna get there first. <laughs> you go to the fridge, you look at what that, that Chinese leftover. You know, Chinese is always the best when it's reheated. It tastes better. I don't know, for me it does. And you go in there, why have the chicken wings? <laughs> and then this is the attitude some people give you. There was only one! <laughs> 
saw three. You know you saw three. And then they'll turn around and they'll be like, you always saw me. You always saw me. That's how we use that. We have to learn how to grow up. For real. Because if we're not growing up, we're not advancing. We're still advancing with the devil. And that's the devil seeing you get up in the morning like, Dad, man, for real, Jessica, today you got up and, Dad, man, I hate when you get up because you disturb my plans. I hate it every time when you get up. I hate it, Chris, when you get up. Dad, I hate it when you get up because when you guys get up in the morning, the kingdom of God interrupts the kingdom of darkness. Because you guys are applying the keys of the kingdom. You guys are not full of nonsense. You guys are full of word. You guys are full of action. You see people, oh my God, in the kingdom of God, fighting an argument over stupid things that make absolutely no sense. And you ask yourself, what's going on? It's what's taking place in the inside. This is a matter of a spiritual issue going on inside, inside a person, amen, that comes out in the form of a physical attack or a physical offense, amen? It's a spiritual thing that we're dealing with, amen? God is so good. Give God a round of applause. Let's look at verse 17 again. John chapter 14, verse 17. Look, the spirit of truth who the world cannot receive. Understand this. The world, the children of disobedience, cannot receive the revelation that the children of God can receive. How is it that people with a good that are good at communication, okay? They, they're good communicators. They're slick talkers. Convince you to fall into a trap when you're a child of God. Especially at the stores. They get you to buy all kinds of things that you don't need. You need this one, you need this No, no, I, I don't know my homework. I'm gonna pay that price right there. What's the first thing that can happen? You go to another store and buy it. I'm not paying any extra. But we are easily influenced to things, and then we're the ones paying the price. Don't take my word for it. Apply the word of God in your life, and you will see how the snakes are going to, they're just going to bounce away from you. They're just going to be out. You know? I don't know how many of you grew up in the housing projects, but I did. And one of our favorite stories, or one of the things that we all can relate, those that grew up in the housing project, is that we had neighbors. But these neighbors were different than all the other neighbors. These neighbors only came out at night. They were called cockroaches. <laughs> they will get into your stuff before you got into your stuff. Janet, can you please help me? Please? Please, somebody help me? Now, I know some of y'all bougie. Y'all don't live in those conditions anymore. You forgot about those days. But we got Facebook. We seen the pictures. Your family member posted a picture when you was in the block like this when you were 17. With the felas, cross colors. Fit three people in that one shirt. The girls back there had the Lisa Lisa look, the hair tip side. The brothers had big gold chains, look like we were on steroids. <laughs> and Jerry Girl Juice was dripping, dripping. Oh, you come over to my mom's house, man. She starts taking out the photo album. I hate when she does that. <laughs> She's just not showing sure that. And I'm like, hey, man, come on, we put you out there like that. <laughs> but every time the roaches used to come out, <laughs> 
committed such fault? You could imagine those, 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 those Roman soldiers dealing with Paul like, dang, no matter what we do with this guy, he always smiling. We throw him in jail, we beat him up, we, 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 we threaten him, and he just keeps coming back, he just keeps coming back. Now, what was he being fueled by? The Holy Spirit. They had no other choice but to be him and just get rid of him. Not knowing that by killing him, the kingdom of God was going to advance more life. Because there were some people watching him and being influenced by him. You'd be surprised how many people you're influencing right now that haven't said anything to you. So don't take this lightly. When you go home, there are people right now that want to come to church because they're seeing you. So you got to keep this in mind. Don't act up a fool, especially at Walmart. Because everybody goes to Walmart. There's also this thing trending on, on social media, pictures of people at Walmart. You see that? You might be one of them one day. I thank God for masks, but even a mask don't even have by me. Because the other day I had on my mask and somebody said, Pastor Jose, I turned around, I was ready to turn around and say, where? Where you at? I didn't do that. I thought about it. What is the key we receive tonight? Obedience. Obedience. Let's be on our feet. We want to thank everyone that was watching us tonight. We encourage you and invite you to come to the Resurrection Center. We encourage you by the Word of God that you will apply it in your life. That you will give God an opportunity. That you will allow the Holy Spirit to work with you. If you want to know more about our ministry, please log on to our website, www.resurrectionspringfield.org or any of our social media platforms at TRC413. God bless you. We love you. Pastor Jose Martinez. And so we see each other again. The Resurrection Center sends our blessings to you in Jesus' name. Amen.